I want to break right into this crazy text. We're in the midst of a sermonic series entitled, You Make Me Crazy. Would you just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, sometimes you make me crazy. Some of y'all said that too easy. You said that like that felt good. You've been holding that for a long time. Like, by golly, I've been waiting to tell you this. You make me crazy. But look at that same neighbor and say, neighbor, sometimes I make you crazy. Amen. Amen, amen. We're in the midst of this semantic series. This is the third installment. As we look at some stuff that makes us crazy. Today I want us to look at a crazy showdown. We looked at one just a few weeks ago between Job and Satan. A struggle between God and Satan about the man named Job. And we discover that sometimes the craziness that we encounter has nothing to do with us. Y'all not going to help me here. Sometimes our struggles, sometimes our chaos, sometimes the confusion is because there is an unseen battle in the heavenlies that's got absolutely nothing to do with us. And the consequences is it can cause some craziness in our own lives. Say amen when you can. We discovered in that sermonic discussion that um, Job lost everything he had. Lost his family, lost his job, lost all of his resources, including his health. All because he decided that the God that I serve is worth it all. <laughs> I'm wondering if there's somebody in here who will say, God, you're worth it all. He's worth it all. That's why the songwriter said, I'm chasing after you. Because <laughs> he's worth it all. You ought to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he is worth it. He, he, he is worth it. He, he's worth it. He's, he's, worth, he's worth it all. He's worth it all. So sometimes the craziness that we encounter has absolutely nothing to do with you. Today, we're going to see that sometimes the craziness is because of other people. <laughs> that some of the stupidity that we have to face is because of the decision and the direction of other people. 
and look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God don't like foolishness. We're going to see a foolish man. A foolish couple. A foolish husband, a foolish wife. A foolish leader. Who not only caused calamity for himself. But he caused trouble for a whole nation. And I want to break right into this text. And I want to lift up one verse for you. If you've got a pen, if you've got a highlighter, you might want to circle this text. Because the prophet Elijah is talking. He is speaking on behalf of God to not only the king who is named Ahab, but he's also talking to God's people. God's people, y'all. This is not some obscure nation who don't know nothing about God. He's talking to God's people. So verse 21 says, Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? How long? How long will you vacillate? How long will you be suspended between two things? If the Lord is God, follow him. But, somebody say but, if Baal is God, follow him. But here's what blows my mind. The Bible says, here it is, are you still reading with me? The text says after they have received this challenge, the text says, but the people said nothing. Family, I want to talk just for a few minutes. I want to put a tag on this text, and I want to talk about a crazy showdown. Go ahead and be seated. A crazy showdown. Lord, bless this moment. In the name of Jesus. In human history, there has been some epic showdowns. If there are any wrestling fans in here, you will recall that epic battle between The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I see I got a few wrestling fans in here. <laughs> reality TV fans if you're in here you will point out that crazy battle between Kenya Moore and Portia Williams from the real housewives of Atlanta If there are any boxing fans in here, 
You can race back in time to the man who proclaimed himself the baddest man on the planet. He once said about himself, I am Cain and Abel. He said, I am Jekyll and Hyde. I am all of these things you fear and despise. I will riddle you with kindness. I will march to your command, but make no mistake, I'm a bad, bad man. Boxing fans will remember the legendary battle in Africa between George Foreman and Muhammad Ali. The rumble in the jungle. History, my brothers and sisters, has recorded for us some epic battles. And if there are any Bible students in here, you can call to mind that crazy battle between a young shepherd boy named David who took a slingshot and five smooth stones, defeated a giant by the name of Goliath. Are y'all in here? I said history has recorded for us some epic battles. And that was another battle that took place in heaven. Because God, my God, would not share his glory with anybody. That was a creator being. Like Lucifer who decided that uh, he would rise above the throne of God. God said, wait a minute, player, we ain't going to put up with none of that in here. Because there can only be one. God, that can only be one of us who's going to try to control stuff. Yeah. Y'all going to say amen? amen? The Bible says, declares that I saw Satan fall like lightning. Because, here it is, because God will not tolerate any foolishness and God will not share his glory.
for the very first time, this legendary figure rise on the scene at a bleak time in Israel's history. It is in our text that drought and famine have struck the land. Food is scarce, water is short, and this drought, my brothers and sisters, is the result of the words of the prophet Elijah. He has, if you will, made an assessment. He's made an evaluation of God's people. And he has determined that they are betwixt and between. Elijah has determined that Israel is neither hot nor cold. Elijah has summarized that Israel is suspended, if you will, between the real God, Yahweh, and the false God, Baal. And my brothers and sisters, the prophet has called for a meeting. He has called the people and King Ahab for a showdown. A conference is called. And as a result, God calls Elijah to serve as his human instrument to turn the heart of the people away from false gods and back to himself. My brothers and sisters, I've come to understand that sometimes a showdown is necessary. Are y'all not going to say amen? Can I get a witness here? I said sometimes a showdown is necessary. Sometimes we must confront. Sometimes we must challenge. There will be times when God will call us to contend, that is, to war against craziness. Craziness in the workplace. Craziness in the world. Craziness in our witness. Craziness even in our worship because wherever there is corruption, God is highly disturbed. Can I get a witness here? You don't have to be foolish. You can watch television right now, and you can watch it even if you've been watching it for the past week or so. You can discover that there's some corruption even in our land. And I want you to know I've come to serve notice on your America. God is highly disturbed. Mm, and, and, and you and I don't want to get God angry. I said, you don't want us to get God angry. You don't want to be on the opposite side of God. You don't want to have to have a fight, have to have an argument with God. Can, can I tell you why? You ain't going to win. Look at the neighbor and say, it's foolish. You ain't going to win. Don't even try it. Don't try it. Don't try it. Don't try it. Don't even try it. Don't even attempt it. Because any fight with God is a fixed fight. who's got all power? How can you fight with somebody who's got all knowledge? How can you fight with somebody who's in it and everywhere at the same time? You can't win if you try to fight with God. Decided that they will contend and be on the opposite side of God. How did they get there? Bible tells us that they're being led by King Ahab. Book tells us that he's corrupt. That's the first point. Be careful of corrupt people. Ahab is corrupt to the core. He started off corrupt.
who is Ahab's daddy at the time was the worst king ever. Did evil in the sight of the Lord. And here comes his son, following in his daddy's footsteps, making the same previous errors, turning the people's hearts away from God. His daddy did it for 12 years. And he comes along and does it for 22 years. Can you look at, at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, be careful who you follow? You see, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. Your, 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 your negative transformation does not happen overnight. It is a gradual, gradual, a gradual leaning toward that which is wrong. struggling, running after other gods. The text says that God got fed up. You know when God gets fed up? When God gets fed up, he starts drying up. right here in the text. The book tells us that he tells Ahab, you tells uh, Elijah, you go to Ahab. And you tell him that uh, no rain is going to fall for three years and six months. He dried up. No water fell. You do not recognize that when there is no water. I don't care how hard you work the ground. Nothing is going to come up. You can break up the ground, put the seed in the ground, but if there is no water to... Y'all ain't going to say amen. But listen to what he says. He says, not only will there not be any rain, but I'm not going to even let the dew fall on the grass. when God gets fed up, he starts drying up, drying up relationships, drying up your resources, drying up your, those who are near and dear to you. He, he starts drying up. You, you, you might want to assess your account. Because it could be that you are chasing after something else. You put somebody else in first place. You've allowed another else to assume a position that they are not rightly geared for. And whenever somebody else takes God's place, Thinking don't change like the glass does. One year it 
God litigated gall to marry a woman named Jezebel. Here he is. Sometimes you recognize that sometimes in relationships, the other one, the, either the husband balances off the wife, or the wife becomes the counterbalance to the husband. Are y'all in here? <laughs> Abigail was the counterbalance to Nabal. Abigail was wise. Nabal was a fool. She was the counterbalance. God used Abigail to save uh, her family because she knew that her husband, Nabal, was a fool. Sometimes God counterbalances us with our mates. If you procrastinate, they're orderly. If you're fugal, the other ones are spindle. Somebody say counterbalance. Y'all can't say amen. If one is talkative, the other one's quiet. Somebody say counterbalance. But Ahab. Was evil, married an evil woman. In fact, can I just throw this in the gumbo? Mm. The woman in the relationship has the ability to influence, say amen when you can, the decisions of the husband. Sometimes they can be right. Sometimes the influence can be wrong. Come here, Eve. the good. Somebody say but. But 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 she did not use it for the good. She used her power. She used her feminine wind. Because when Adam saw it, he said, Whoa man, ho, ho, ho. He never seen one like that before. She she was, if you will, the original brick house. 36. Y'all know it. Here it is. She used her evil influence. Abigail used her influence. Jezebel used her influence. 
Abigail influenced her husband to bring other gods into the nation. Jezebel. Thank you. I'm glad y'all listening. <laughs> Jezebel brought in other gods. She went to the king. Perhaps can I use my sanctified imagination? It's a bad day in the land because nothing was growing. Crop was dying. There's no water. We can't feed and water the flock. So now livestock is dying. You can't take a bath. Y'all ain't finished. You can't cook a good meal. And here it is. She says, now, baby, uh, in my land, there's a god named Baal. And Baal, we use Baal for three things. Number one, Baal is our protection. Baal is our provider. Y'all ain't gonna finish. And see, all we need is for, uh, uh, and, and Baal is, is also our procreator. And so, we, if we need three things, then we call on Baal. And here it is. It's been three years. And we need protection. We need provision. And we need procreation. So why don't we? I can imagine that the setting was the bedroom. Candles were lit. You say incense. Perhaps a little bubbly thrown alongside. And she says, uh, Ahab, why don't you consider worshiping Baal? Because we need protection. We need provision. We need to be that ability to be able to procreate. Ahab said, girl, since you said it that way. <laughs> so for 22 years, here it is, they're worshiping God. Worshiping false gods. How easy it is us to forget about the one who has brought us. Israel has made it to where they are. They are no longer slaves in Egypt. They are in the promised land. They are in the place where God has promised. They're living in houses they didn't build, drinking cisterns that they didn't dig out. They're eating from vineyards that they didn't plant. And it was God who brought them. Y'all ain't going to say amen. I said it was God who brought them. And here it is now that they're living high on the hall. They, they, they're like George Jefferson. They, they moved on up and, yeah, to the east side, to that deluxe apartment. Y'all ain't going to say amen. And, and now they forget about God, forgot about how they used to 
that is still true. How easy it is for folks to want to forgive their loved ones. They want God to come to the surface and they forget about God. We stop riding Metro and we riding in Maserati. Forget about God. How easy it is. struggling with the jump from Metro to Maserati as if that's impossible. Somebody say nothing is impossible with God. Oh, yes. Do you not know that he can't take you? I said, you not, he can't take you. Anybody know that he can take you from poverty to riches? That he can move you from having enough to more than enough? I don't know about you, but the God I serve is more than able. He can do exceedingly. I said the God I serve can do abundantly. Oh, the God I serve can do able than I'm able to ask or to think. I serve a good God. I serve a more than able God. And he don't freak out because I moved from Metro to Maserati. But what he is concerned about is when I forget who took me from my bus pass. God gets upset. He gets disturbed. He gets highly disturbed. Corrupt people. Somebody say corrupt people. I got to get us out of here. I got to get us out of here. I can't believe that. But it's interesting, Dr. Martin Luther King said this, he said, there comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe nor political nor popular, but he must take it because his conscience tells him it is right. And when there is corruption, you got to have the unmitigated gall and stand like the prophet, whether it is politically right or expedient, and say, you wrong. We didn't get here because of Baal. Baal didn't wake us up this morning. Baal didn't stop me on my way. Baal did not give me the activity of my limb. Baal did not give me my health and my strength. Baal did not put money in my account. Baal did not give me my job. Baal did not make me, help me to meet my car note and my house. Y'all ain't going to say amen. It wasn't Baal. It was God. You have to learn how to stand and say it was God Almighty. For God, I live. And for God, I'm going to die. Sometimes we got to learn how to stand up even when it's not expedient. We have to confront corruption. You know what's crazy about this text? Corrupt people always want to blame other people for our situation. Can I get a witness here? In the text, when he is confronted by uh, uh, Elijah, Ahab says, you Elijah, the troublemaker. You're the troublemaker of Israel. It's right here in the text. Verse 16, he says, you are 
the troubler of Israel. The only reason we are in this condition is because you, you spoke words. He was quick to dismiss that it was his own evilness, his own sinfulness, his own decision that got him and us in this predicament. How easy it is to blame other people. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to stop. why you don't have that degree? It's your fault. You know why you don't have that that business? It's your fault. You know why you don't have that career? It wasn't because your mama wouldn't let you go. You know what? People have made it a mess. Can I get a witness here? come from a lineage of people who have had to deal with less. My grandmother used to say, we've come this far by faith. Leaning on the everlasting, y'all ain't going to say, trusting in his holy word. Why? Because he's never failed me yet. He got excited and said, oh, can't turn around. I've come this far our faith. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we only here because of our faith. It's your faith. We made it this far because of our faith. Our faith. Corrupt people. But here's the other thing. I got to give you this real quick. Let's, let's go. Somebody say, not only is it corrupt people, it's also was confused, had divided allegiance. Was it Baal who brought us? Was it Yahweh? They were suspended between two opinions. Now, on one hand, they had witnessed for themselves the power of God. I said they witnessed it. I said they witnessed it. They had seen it with their own eyes. Had tasted it with their own mouth. Handled it with their own hands. Yet on the other side, they're tossed between what they were perceiving Baal to have done. y'all get that? On, on one hand, they're wrestling with experience versus perception. They know in their heart of hearts, Bell ain't did nothing. But they're wrestling with the perception. What are other folks going to think? If I choose to 
thank God this. The book says that there are a couple of people in the church who tries to bump them toward God's presence. One is Obadiah, if you read it. Obadiah is one who is trying to get them to say, wait a minute, it's God. But you know what, what perplexes me about this passage is Obadiah is almost like a right-hand man of Ahab. kept reading this text over and over again. I'm saying, Obadiah, why didn't you say something? Why wouldn't you open up your mouth? But sometimes it is our silence which contributes to certain conditions. says, how long? How long will you waver between these two opinions? If God is who he is, then here it is, my brothers and sisters, follow him. But if he is not God, and if Baal is God, whoever you perceive to be your God is God, then follow him. Don't be standing on the fifth wavering between, you know what, we always run toward the one who we think going to help us. We can't act like we're not like these children of Israel. When things get hard, we own the Lord. job, we get the relationship, and they put that ring on it, we're on this side, we don't pray like we used to, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that when you single, you pray hard, can I get a witness here? Because you're trying to avoid some stuff. Sometimes. When, 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 you ain't got no money in your pocket. God, we need you. If there ever was a time that, that we needed the Lord, it sure is. That's what we say. Right now. Income tax check come in. Because people are confused about God. 
fire and candle. These are the people who oftentimes waver between two opinions. These are the ones who oftentimes straddle the fence. But Elijah confronts these closed mouth people and he says, how long will you waver? How long will you be tossed? How long will you straddle the fence? And the Bible says that for jury duty. Lord, have mercy. I know. <laughs> Look at you, they say, it might be something, but it's right. Did you hear? They had the opportunity to make a huge decision. They could have swayed the direction of the nation Y'all don't have nothing to say. Showdown time. Because even, you know, we don't like to imagine or think about God getting angry. Because it messes with our psyche concerning the character of God. We like to think that God is all loving all the time, all forgiving all the time. But you cannot tell somebody here, God gets mad. I said, God gets mad. God gets angry. God gets bad. You, Michael Jackson wasn't the only one who said, I'm bad. When God gets mad, he gets bad. And the book says, he calls them, say, all right, it's showdown time. I want you to meet me on the mount. And I want you to bring all of your prophets of Baal. And I'm going to stand in the proxy of God. And it's going to be a showdown. And here's the test. Ah, whoever is able to set this on fire, that's who's God. This is what Elijah said. Elijah said, we don't have to flip no coins. I'm going to be a good sport about this. You can go first. Go ahead and give it your best shot. Go ahead and present your case. Go ahead and make your arguments. And here it is. The Bible says that they wrestled all night. They called on their God all day. And Elijah starts saying, wait, is your God asleep? Did you take a nap? Is he on vacation? Why is your God? What's taking him so long? And they kept on wrestling. They kept started cutting themselves. 
like to say that's enough. Y'all done had y'all chance at it. Your God has done nothing. He hasn't showed up yet. Isn't that just like false gods? Whenever you need them, nowhere to be found. And here's the reason why there's nowhere to be found, because they're really not around. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying? Because anything that's false is the opposite of reality. So here it is. He says, it's my turn now. He says, and, uh, uh, I did y'all a favor. I, I let you have your wood dry. But I want you to take some water. I, I know we're in a famine. I know we got a drought. But I want you to take what little you have. And I want you to allow it to lick up my wood. I want you to soak up the wood. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Because I'm just trying to show you just how powerful my God is. The book says they took the water and they, mm, they poured it all over the wood. And, and, and Elijah started praying, y'all. Tell me prayer don't work. Tell me prayer won't fix it. Come on, tell me prayer won't make a way. Tell me prayer won't bring you through it. If you just spend some time in prayer, can I get a witness? God will make a way. God will change confused minds. God, I said God would do it, won't he? God will change closed mouths. And here it is. Uh, uh, he started praying and all of a sudden fire fell from heaven. Licked up the water. Y'all ain't feeling what I'm saying. Fire licked up water. Y'all missed that. I said fire licked up water. Set ablaze the wood. Lord have mercy. See, now y'all missed it. All of y'all should have been on your feet right now. Here's the reason why. Because we are talking about the power of our God. Can I tell you, I don't know what your situation is, but God can turn it around. I don't know what you through, but the text is tailored to teach us God can turn it around. I don't know where you've been. I don't know where you're trying to go, but I know, do know that God is more than able to bring you through it. Trump said he may not come when you want it. But he is always. Can I get one witness? I said he is always. On time. He's an on time God. Somebody ought to holler, yes he is. May not come when you want him. But he is always. On time. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad that my God is an on time God. He shows up. And when he shows up, he... He always shows up. So never mind those who won't vote. Never mind those who won't give their allegiance. But you ought to stand up and say, as for me and my house, I wish I had one witness. We will serve the Lord. Why? Because he is a good God. He is a way maker. He is my all in all. I wish I had about four or five folk who wouldn't give a flip about who's next to you and tell them I'm on the Lord's side. 
in my own understanding. But I'm on the, the Lord's side. Why? Because he's been good to me. Woke me up this morning. Started me on my way. Put food on my table. And about to know he's all right. I know he's all right. Can I get witness? I know he's all right. He's been good to me. Brought me from a mighty long way. You are the testimony. 